You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Hand clap, amen, and I want you to turn to two or three people and say, you know what, God has something for you. Go ahead and grab a seat, amen. Praise the Lord, amen. Well, if you were here last Sunday, I ministered a, a message entitled, On Your Mark, Get Set, Go, amen. That, that we needed to be a people that go. Somebody say go. A people that will go and be an example. That we have to follow the life Jesus lived and follow those lives, amen, of those that taught us, amen, and then go be the example. And I want to minister a message today entitled, Walk Your Talk. Look at somebody in town, walk your talk. Come on, walk your talk, amen. And what I really want to talk about today is about exampleship, a little bit more. One of the meanings of example is this. One that serves as a pattern to imitate or not to be imitated. In other words, to set a good example, amen. Another meaning is this, something or someone chosen from a group in order to show what the whole group is supposed to look like. Talking about exampleship, amen. How many know that you are chosen? Somebody say, I'm chosen. Come on. You're chosen today. John chapter 15, 16 says this, you didn't choose me, I chose you. So you got to understand today that God chose you. You are handpicked by God. God picked you for his team. Come on. You ever lined up in the, in the neighborhood growing up, amen? You, I don't know about you. We always used to play street ball. You can leave that up, Amen. We always play street ball or football or whatever it is, and then you lined up, and then you had two captains, right? And they would start picking their team, right? You're, any of you, don't raise your hand. We're the last ones to get picked. <laughs> you know, it don't feel good to be the last one. You're like, you're like, oh man. You're like, oh. you thought they're gonna pick you, but but despite of how you feel. God chose you. He picked you, amen. And even in the midst of the team, he says, man, God, how can God use me? Or how can I be on God's team? He says, you didn't choose me. I chose you. Then he goes on to say this. I appointed you to go. Somebody say go. Go and produce lasting fruit. Amen. 1 Peter 2.9 says this, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, 
a holy nation of God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness. Anybody call out of darkness in this place? I said, anybody call out of darkness? In- Come on. Called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. The bottom line is you're chosen. You're chosen. Each one of you are chosen. It doesn't matter how you feel right now. I want to let you know you're chosen. Come on, despite of what you feel, despite of the problems you're going through, despite that you don't feel chosen or you don't feel like, man, I, I, I don't have nothing going on, God still loves you and he still chooses you. And he chooses you even when the world doesn't want you. God will always choose you. God will always pick you on his team. We may not be the most talented people, but he still chose you. See, the world looks at the talent. The world looks at the outside. I'm going to pick that guy on my team. I'm going to pick her on my team. She's the most athletic. She's the most talented. But God says, you know what? I choose the lowly things to despise those that are wise. He, He picks us, amen, and says, you know what? I can use your life. You're someone special. You're you're my special possession. Why? Because he created you. So God has chosen you. You see, as we get, as we follow Christ, as we get on the mark, as we get set and go, we need to be and set a good example for people to follow. In Matthew chapter 23, Look what Jesus says here in verses 1 through 3. Then Jesus said to the crowds and his disciples, teachers of religious laws and Pharisees are the official interpreters of the law of Moses. So look what he says to them. So he says, so go practice and obey whatever they tell you. Come on. He says, go tell them. He just, whatever they say, you practice as you obey. And look what it goes on to say, what Jesus says. But don't follow their example. For they know, they do not practice what they teach. So he saw, here's Jesus speaking, amen, here. That you got to understand today, amen. One translation says this. They talk a good talk, but their talk doesn't match their walk. To be a good example, our talk must match our walk. Walk your talk. See, exampleship will either make or break in what you're doing. Last week I said, you know what, everyone here, somebody say me. Everyone here is discipling somebody. Come on. You're either making good disciples or you're making bad disciples. It all depends on your exampleship. In the world and in the church, you will find a lot of good talkers. You'll find great sermons being preached, but their talk doesn't match their walk. That's why Jesus says right here in the text, the teachers, the Pharisees, they were appointed, amen. They, they preach a good word, amen. They teach what is right on, but don't follow how they live because they live different from what they teach. He's putting them on blast here. In other words, don't follow their example. Obey what they're teaching. 
don't follow their ways because they, they, don't, they, don't, they don't walk their talk. You need to know, listen, church, who you're following. In discipleship, it demands a lifestyle of spiritual disciplines. And Jesus is making it very clear here that if you're going to follow Christ, then you have the responsibility not just to believe in the word, not just to listen to the gospel, but to live and be the gospel. Church is not where we go. Church is who we are. Come on, church is not where we go. Church is who we are. One day Jesus was praying in Luke chapter 11, and when he finished, amen, one of his disciples came to him and says, Lord, can you teach us how to pray? And this is where the Lord taught them the Lord's Prayer. Of course, it's not the Lord's Prayer, it's our prayer. Amen? But what caused this disciple to ask this question? You see, he saw something in Jesus' prayer life. He recognized that when he prays, powerful things follow. And this man caught it because he saw it lived out. Jesus lived what he preached. Jesus is the perfect example for you and I to follow. Can somebody say amen? He walked his talk. If we're going to be a disciple-making church, if you're going to be a disciple-maker, how many know it's important to have a good track record? Come on, somebody. Right? How many know you got to understand it, especially if you have any good, if you want to make any good followers? 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14 says this, but you must remain faithful. Say faithful. Somebody say faithful. You must remain faithful to the things that you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who have taught you. See, Paul here says, you know what? I've been a great example for you guys. I have kept a good track record. Therefore, follow my conduct, amen. Uh, follow me as I follow Christ. See, we'll never outgrow this principle. You will, there, will, uh, there will never be a time, listen, church, where you stop being an example. Why? Because people are looking at you. There's not a time. We, we need to be a good example to this world. We need to be a good example to our family. We need to be a good example to to, as we follow Christ and, and follow his ways and, 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 and show that life through our life, amen. Those who lead are responsible to set an example and to examine those who are following. In 2 Kings chapter 2, amen, we see the story of that perfect example of that, amen, in the story of Elijah and Elisha. Elijah tested and the commitment of Elijah, and Elijah would say, I want you to stay right here. But Elijah would say, you know what, I'm not going to leave you. Wherever you go, I'm going to follow you. Wherever you are, I want to be there, amen. I want to follow your example. Here's a man at the end that he says, you know what, as you know the story, amen. He says, I want a double portion of your anointing. Come on, he followed the example. He's seen the good things in Elijah's life. He says, I want the same thing in my life, but I want a double portion of that. Come on, how many can have a, want a double portion of some anointing, amen, hallelujah. Listen, we'll never outgrow the need to be an example. And we'll never outgrow the need to follow 
an example. Listen, every Paul needs a Timothy, and every Timothy needs a Paul. Come on. You need me, and I need you. Look what it says in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 12 to 16. This is Paul talking to Timothy here. He says, don't let anyone think of you less because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, and in your love, and your faith, and your purity. Until I get there, focus on reading the scriptures to the church, encouraging the believers and teaching them. Do not neglect your spiritual gift you receive through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. Give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into their, your task so that everyone will see your progress. Keep a close watch on how you live and on your teachings. Stay true. Somebody t- say, say true. Say true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and of the salvation of those who hear you. I mean, how many here really want to be a good example? Come on. I hope that that's really our goal. I hope, that, I hope that you're not just waking up and living another day. I hope that Sunday, you know what, I'm, not, I'm just getting up, I'm going to church, or, or Monday I'm getting up, going to work. I hope that you woke up this morning and said, I want to be a good example today. I want to I be a good leader, amen, whether it's to be a good husband or, or a father or mother or teacher or minister, whatever that may be. Come on, if you want to be that You want to be a good leader. You want to be a good example. You always have to look in areas within your life to grow. Come on. But as growing as a leader means you got to grow as a person. We have to walk or talk, church. These are the principles. These are principles that need to be learned. Amen. God is looking for character. Can somebody say amen? Not a character, but character. Hallelujah. Come on, let me know some characters. No, nobody? Come on. Maybe you're sitting next to one right now? <laughs> Don't start looking at them right now. Come on. God is looking for character. He's looking for integrity and a consistent lifestyle. How many know that, you know what, if you want success in a Christian walk, be consistent in it. If you are consistent in your walk, let me tell you, you will get through life a lot quicker and have less problems. You'll have problems, but you can take care of them if your walk is consistent. See, the problem with a lot of us here today is that we don't have a consistent walk. We serve God when we're feeling good, but when we're not feeling it, guess what? We're not giving God our best. It's during those times, even through the storms and battle, that we have to consistently walk That way in Christ, amen, in order to be successful, it brings a smile back on you. It it reminds you of who God is. You know, that, that sign back there says to give thanks. When you have a consistent walk, you'll always thank God, no matter what your storm is, no matter what battle you're going through. Because why? You start to focus on the consistency of the word of God in your life that reminds you that no matter what you're going through, it's going to be okay. I said it's going to be okay. 
Come on, come on. You got to understand, are you going to listen to the word and the promises of God or are you going to listen to the lie of the devil? Because when you're not standing in God, guess what? You're selling out. And you're, you're, you're buying into your own emotions, your own feelings, and you're going to have to, those are the times that you need God in your life. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, there, there's times where, you know what, I don't feel it. But I got to trust him anyway. Because he is a good God. Because in the word, you find nothing bad for, about God. He's always for you. He's always, like he said, he chose you. And if he chose you on his team, he's going to take care of his team. Can somebody say Amen. He's going to take care of it, whatever storm and battle, but it, it, it causes consistency in our walk. You've got to be consistent. If you, really, if you want to work out and stay in shape, guess what? You've got to be consistent in it, right? Come on, the muscle's not just going to happen, amen, all of a sudden, boom, whoa, whoa, where'd that come from? Hallelujah, it did nothing, man, it just happened. No, it, you've got to be consistent in it, amen. If you want, you want to keep the weight off or look slim or, or, or keep fitting in those clothes, amen, that you bought, amen, and you say, man, I want to outgrow this, amen. You know, that's why, never mind, I'll go forward, amen. Be consistent. 1 John chapter 3, verse 7 says this, little children, he's talking to us, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous just as he is righteous. What is saying here, don't, don't, don't just, it's not about just saying the right things. It's about living the righteous way every day, all day. Come on, we have to live right every day. You know, we, someone had a prayer for obedience. Come on, how many know that that's, that's a, a prayer that we need in our lives, that we be consistent in obedience? Obedience is what? Better than sacrifice. So it doesn't matter how much you give to God or what you do. God is looking for obedience in the house of God. God is looking for obedience in whatever season you're going through because it's through the obedience, amen, that God releases promises. Uh, so it's not just saying the right things. How many know that we can say the right things, but not live right? You got to walk your talk. What you say you are, you got to live it. Come on. The way you live explains everything. So come on. You being here doesn't make you a Christian. Did you know that? Come on. Just because I came to church, oh, I'm a Christian. No, no. It's what you do outside with it. Come on, this, 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 this is, you, you got to understand how you live it out. You got to walk your talk, church. We minister what we are. Disciple making is more than what we say, church. It's lasting impact that comes from who we are and what we do. You know what turns people off? By those that say one thing and they live the opposite. It's like a parent saying, you know, do this, and the parent's not doing it. You think that child's going to, like, you're confusing me, dude. Come on. Because you get parents, you know what, just do what I say and not how, what I do. Come on. How, how's that an example to our children? How are we teaching our kids, you know, to, to say, do this, even though the parent is doing it? And you're telling them it's wrong. You're, you know, we, we wonder why there's so much. So many of our kids are jacked up today, amen, because we're not setting an exampleship because it starts in our homes. Come on, it's, it's, not, it's not up to the schools. 
It's not even up to the Sunday school classes. It's in our homes. We have to continue to set a great example for our children. Amen. We've got to do what we need to do because we're, we're making disciples by how we're living. Amen. And the thing is, you know, I, I can be up here and preaching one thing, and if they see me doing something out there, won't that jack you up? Come on, if I'm saying something or preaching against something and you see pastor in it, wouldn't I just say, whoa, what the heck's going on there? Would you even come back? Or would you say, Pastor, uh, you know what, I saw you, you know. You know. Would you come reach for me and say what you did there, you know, will you help me? Come on, sometimes, like I said, you need me and I need you. Come on. We keep each other honest. And somebody say amen. We're here to help each other. I'm not here standing now. I'm the perfect example. But I want to be a good example. And I strive for perfection in my life. But I'll fall short. Everyone falls short. The Bible says we all fall short. There's no, no one perfect, not one. But together we can perfect ourselves. You know, we're, we're here to set a great example and do the things, you know. There's a, there's a quote saying, to believe in something and not live it, it's dishonest. You know, to believe in something and not live it is dishonest. Wherever you serve, if you do something in this church, you are called to be an example. Come on, whether you're, 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 you're ushering or you're a greeter at the door or you're at the cafe, you are there to call to be and serve as an example for others. We don't serve and we don't just give an attitude. We're there to be a great example for the Lord. Can somebody say amen? If you're leading the ministry, the importance is not how well you teach, but how well you live. What kind of example are you living? Living. Hallelujah. Don't, be, don't follow that example. Amen. We've got to be living like this. This applies to every area of a Christian life. I think we need, listen, at times to check ourselves, to ask the question, what kind of example am I being? I mean, when's the last time you asked that about yourself? Am I setting a good example? Do you talk to yourself? Do you check yourself? You know, do you, do you say, do you ask God even? Ask God, ask God tomorrow morning. Oh, and prepare to get the answer. Amen. Hallelujah. Ask God tomorrow morning. Say, God, it might be a good example, and he'll tell you. And probably you already know. I mean, when's the last time that we really checked ourselves and said, what kind of an example am I being as a wife, as a husband, as a mom, as a, as a, as a dad, as an employee? Woo. Employee? Come on, we think that we got off limits in employees. They're devils, so I can be whatever I want here. <laughs> we got to be a great example even in our workplaces. Even if, if, if it's unfair things being to us, doesn't mean that we return it back. We'd be a good example to God. You're working to God. Come on, somebody say amen. He's your boss. He's your ultimate employer, amen. And so we got to continue to be that perfect example. Can somebody say amen? 
ask a question. I want you to ask it maybe right now. You don't have to to shout it out, but ask yourself, what kind of example am I right now? If you're a leader in this place, what kind of example are you? If if you're serving, uh, whether it's, like I said, the cafe or serving our children or an usher, what kind of example am I being to the kingdom of God? If you're a husband today, what kind of example am I showing to my family, to my wife? What kind of husband am I? Am I a good husband? Am I a, a bad wife? What, 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 what? We've got to ask ourselves sometimes. And then when you're asking yourself, don't use any excuses. Well, if he would do this or she would do don't throw all that out. Because excuses will cause you to stop you from being a good example. God is asking you, somebody say me. He's asking you to be the example, not, not, not for everybody else. Maybe if you be a great example there in yourself and what you need to do, maybe it will change the other person or convict the other person, which works a lot greater when God does it. Come on, hallelujah. If I want to get back to my wife, I'd just be a perfect example. <laughs> I'm just playing. But, yeah. It does work. Live the way you need to live. Be who you need to be. The thing is with us, they treat us wrong, so what do we do? We treat them wrong back. Oh, yeah? You want to talk to me? I want to talk to you. (laughs) If I had long hair, my hair would just go back. You know? My thing is, I'm not going to stop loving my wife because she's mad at me for the moment or time or whatever I did as a dumb knucklehead mistake. But I, 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 I keep being what I need to be. I keep serving the way I need to serve. Amen. I'm going to keep loving the way I need to love. It does not stop. I have to be a good example. Amen. And for some of us, yeah, we go through emotions. And the thing is, we get a hold of ourselves, but we can't stop being the example that we need to be to our families. Because let me tell you, every situation in your church, uh, in your house, how you're operating, your kids are watching you. How's my mom handle when dad's like this? How does my dad handle when mom's like this? Because guess what? That's how they're going to handle it when they grow up. Let me tell you, even, even in the things that I knew, I said, I used to say, man, I'll never, never, never be like my dad. I end up being like my dad. So even if they think it's wrong, church, they're going to follow that example. Because that's what they've learned. They don't know anything else. There's so many times, and, and, and you know, my dad had great examples, and all of us, she had bad. But when, when I see my dad, I said, I never want to do that. I never want to be this. I, I even say, I'll never, I never want to drink. And I end up drinking. I, that's all I knew, because that's how my dad handled problems. So my thing is, that's how I handle problems. You, you follow the example set before you guys. And the strongest exampleship is in your home. And that's why we as, 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 as Christians, we as followers of, of Jesus Christ, we have to watch what we're doing. We have to be the, we have to, I have to ask myself, man, am I being a good grandfather? And there's times I get convicted. There's times where I say, man, I, I, I could do better. I mean, no, we can all do better. You know? The thing is, do we try? Or do we say, ah. I was just going, ah. Uh-huh. Are we trying to be the best example? You guys hot? You guys cool? You all right? No? <laughs> We're all right, okay. 
Não. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 3, Live in such a way that no one stumbles because of us and find no fault, and no one will find fault in our ministry. See, we have to live what we preach, and we have to set the example, amen. It isn't what we say or isn't what we think that defines us, it's what we do. Come on, it isn't what we say, come on, or think that defines us, it's what we do, church. You see, a child is most likely to do what a parent does. The real teaching, as I was saying, comes through the exampleship of parents, siblings, friends, amen. People learn far more of what they do than what they say. You can come to church and you can hear a sermon. You can hear this sermon as I'm preaching right now. You can go home. You can read your Bible tomorrow morning. You can say, man, amen to that. You can say amen to some of the things that I may be saying today. But do you express it in your daily living? Someone once said, I'd rather see a sermon than hear a sermon. Another quote says, you know what? May your life preach more loudly than your lips. We are living in times where we need examples. Living examples. Especially if we are going to be a disciple-making church. We need to disciple the next generation. Come on, we need to continue to teach them what has been taught to us, amen, without compromise. Being an example is needed in order to be a disciple maker for our next generation. Our kids, our young teenagers, they need exampleship. Come on, because if we don't do that, church, we're going to lose a generation, listen, that does not know God or even have convictions for God. Come on, something that we see in the world today. No one fears the Lord no more. There's no fear because our generation was never taught of the things of the Lord. And so there is no fear, and that's why people say there is no God, they don't believe a God, because that generation's never been taught there is a God. And we're losing our, our, our young people, amen. Uh, we're losing uh, our young adults over because we have not taught them what was taught to us. Judges chapter 2 verse 10 says, another generation grew up who neither knew the Lord nor what he has done for Israel. It happened back then, church. Where they lost a generation, amen. They, they stopped talking about the things of God. They, they stopped talking about what God has done in their lives. They, they stopped sharing Jesus. They stopped taking their kids to church. They stopped doing all these things and they lost a generation that didn't even know God. Didn't even know what he's done for them. Come on, does your, does your children know your testimony? Have you shared your testimony to your kids? Come on, do they know where God delivered you from? They, they got to know your story. You got to show them the things. You got you to talk to them. There's a generation that's being lost, amen. And, and you know what? They, they lost it because of lack of exampleship in the homes. I wonder, I wonder, amen, if this kid, amen, uh, this young, uh, this young uh, ex-marine or wherever he came from, amen, uh, that shot up in Thousand Oaks, if, uh, if they, they had a family member that had been a good example to him, if this would have stopped. 
I wonder if anyone told him about Jesus. I wonder if anyone got into his mind when he was all twisted, whatever happened in his mind, and started to share out and reach out to that generation there. Maybe this would have stopped. Or we just go in and say, you know what, I'm too busy in my life to take time out for anyone. We're losing a generation, church. Where are the role models today? Come on, I believe they're lost. Everyone's doing their own thing. Don't got time to disciple no one. I got no time to fix them. I got things fixing them myself. You know, we got an attitude now. You, you see something wrong. Does anyone help out? I don't know if you see the, the 2020 show, what would they do? And, the, man, the world is so lost and no one gets involved. You see people that they're doing something that, man, deep down, man, you want to stop that, but no one says no one. No one wants to be a voice. We're wondering why this generation is getting out of whack and why we're in a perverse and evil generation as the Bible speaks of because he knows that this time he stopped. You know what the problem is? The church. Our church has stopped. We, we, we even turn our kids over to the world and say, you know what, let them figure it out. I'm just trying to get in myself. There's no compassion for the lost. There's no compassion for the soul no more. There's no compassion for the soul. Do we cry for the streets that are out there? Do you cry for your family? Do you cry for your loved ones who are lost? Do you ask God to save them? Do you still love them even though they're doing bad? Do you still show love or do you just come out at them and point at them and say, yeah, yeah. They need love. They're hurt. They're broken. It doesn't matter if you, how you start, it's how you finish church. So if we weren't good parents raised, you know, we weren't good here, then start getting better now by being the good example now and reaching our kids and reaching our community, amen, and reaching and bringing a burden for souls in our lives, amen. You know what? I need to be an example to somebody. I need to reach out to somebody when God's telling me, go talk to that person. Are we even ignoring that voice now? The demonstration of the truth is also lost today. And when that happens, church, let me tell you, destiny and vision cannot be transferred to the next generation. Come on, if we are not being the role model, we're not demonstrating the true church, what happens to our young people, you can't transfer that to them. You can't give them that. Nothing's going to be transferred because it takes courage to be an example. Can somebody say amen? It's much easier to live by excuses than to raise up the standard that is needed today and live as an example. Listen, your life, somebody say my life. Your life is a letter that everyone can read. By the way, by just looking by the way you live, they read you. The question is, what kind of example are you being? What kind of example are you? Because we need people to walk their talk. Let me tell you, we're not going to go anywhere. You can talk all you want, but all you're going to end up is staying in that, in that street corner. And they can even say walk, but you're not walking. 
because you don't know how to live it. Don't just stand on the street corner and preach the gospel. Be the gospel. Anyone can stand on that street corner and you can preach all you want. But when it says walk, are you walking? Are you actually doing what you need to do? Are we living the way we need to live? Because all that goes back to obedience. All that goes back to being consistent. Because if we're lacking in those areas, church, we can't blame God for nothing that's hitting your life. How can you blame him? Well, you're not doing this. You're not moving into my marriage. You're not fixing my finances. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. You're not even doing your part. We're not even being obedient. We're not even reading his word. We're not even praying and seeking. And then we want to blame God. Read one thing, and I know the I know the mom's hurt through this, and is, he lost she lost her her son, but he says, "Don't even offer me prayers. I don't want your prayers." This is the mom that lost the son that was here, that ended up dying over there. Went through the shootings here in Las Vegas and living there, and ends up losing his life. So I don't want your prayers. Don't give me your prayers. She's given up on hope. She gave up on this. Oh, we're going to pray. We're going to pray. Well, nothing's happened. We're coming to a place in our lives now, you know what, that people are thinking, well, prayer doesn't even work. The thing is not, prayer is powerful, but they still need examples. He still needed to be reached out to. He's still in a place that he shouldn't have been. Are we being an example? To those that are around us, that you know that they're going through some hard times, are you reaching out to them? Are you reaching out to your children? What kind of example are you living? As I close today, let's take the challenge. I want you to do this tomorrow morning. And you can do it if you want to or not. That's up to you. <laughs> it's a simple question. What kind of example might be in God? Ask him that question tomorrow morning before you get busy in your day. If you don't pray, then this is something that you can do here. This is something that how you can start prayer, a prayer life for you in the morning. Thank him for waking you up and say, God, what kind of example might be? And I want you to be honest with me. Let me tell you, for some of us, we already know where we fall short and what we need to do. And then ask him, how can I be a better example? And we have to live it. What we come here, and we can come week after week, month after month, year after year, church. But if we're not applying what we're learning, how can we be disciple makers? How can we turn that back if we're not living it out? If we're not walking our talk? God is looking for people that will walk their talk to set the example for others to follow. And we do it by the way we live. We do it by being consistent and continue to go forward. And let me tell you, when you do those things, God always shows up. And he always shows out. Because his word is faithful. You can't test his word for a week. You've got to test it for a lifetime. This is a lifetime. This is, our, this is what we chose to live. It's our life, church. 
It's not for the season, not for the moment. God, I give you my life. And no matter how, what happens in between that, I'm not going to stop living the way I'm living. Because I know the other way, I am lost. Like I said, when I started earlier, when we found a good thing, and we know that he is the way, the truth, the life, why are you going to look for anything else? All we are, if we can be honest, a bunch of complainers. We're no different from the children of Israel who God answers their prayers and they still complain. Who God, who calls out and, and God feeds them with manna. A God that always provided for them throughout those, those, that, those wandering years of 40 years. And we can never to be the same type of Christian, guys. We're wandering, complaining. And I'm not saying you're not going to be saved. I'm not saying you're not going to heaven. But let me tell you, they didn't step into the promises or the promised land. I don't know about you, but I want my promises here, not when I get to heaven. I want everything that's released, that's promised to me, will come to me if I do what I need to do. We need to be a Christian's church. We'll live it 24-7 and show this world who this world desperately needs. Show them Jesus. By being the example that someone needs today, we'll lead you on the road towards disciple making. Walk your talk. Let's just walk our talk, church. I know a lot of us know how to talk good. A lot of good talkers out there. We need walkers. Walkers, let us all stand up.